filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! It can be pretty easy to catch fire to find financial independence and then suffer burnout. On today's show, playing the mental game that can help you win the long game. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. Glad to have you along if you're watching online or if you're listening on radio. My name is Scott Inman. And to my right, Teresa Arago. Good morning. Good morning. You're back for two straight, right? Yeah. You were here last week, right? I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Becoming a regular. We just kicked John out. (laughs) <laughs> and put you in. Hey, I'll take it when I can. Yeah, and Janet, good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, how are we doing today? Everybody ready to go? We've, We're doing good. We we do a, we discuss a little bit in the warm up before the pre the in the we call in the, the pregame in the pregame right <laughs> yeah. before the show uh, starts and you know we had some really interesting conversations maybe sometime we'll share that with you but we're not going to talk mm-hmm. about all that today yeah but some of what we talked about was kind of spurred by what we are talking right. about we mentioned in the open there about catching fire to find financial independence. And we talk about that uh, a lot on this show as far as the motivational aspects of that, to get mm-hmm. started uh, and, and dream big. And, and those things are very important. But I think oftentimes, once you've done that, you can get a plan together, you can get on track, you can start your journey, and then it can get hard. And, yeah. and, and that's really the jumping off point here is is you can suffer burnout because this is not easy. There is no easy button to financial independence. It's the long haul. And so I think today's show really is going to be centered around it's more of the mind game mm-hmm. of getting getting your mind right to stay on track so that you can achieve your goals. And I think it's also about understanding your goals and what you need to focus on. Because, you know, sometimes your goal is small and it's easy to create a plan. And then other times your goal is a long-term goal. So you need to have some steps along the way. And that's some of the stuff we're going to cover. Yeah. I mean, when you think about, you know, we're rolling into Independence Day weekend. So we're talking mm-hmm. about financial independence Boy, as, our, as our parallel here. Yeah. Can you believe it's here <laughs> already? thinking about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So Independence Day weekend. And if you think about when our you know forefathers were fighting for our mm. independence they had to remember their why it mm-hmm. it was it was a longer battle than people who are not really students of history realize it was an ongoing struggle for a very long time and they had to continually remember their why. Uh, my daughter and I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to go to Boston, and they have this like mock up of the Boston Tea Party. So we got to throw stuff oh, over in cool. the harbor and everything, you know. And anyway, you hear all of these stories about why they were there and how they felt and what they were thinking. And it's more than just, you know, the dates in a history book, it's mm-hmm. the why. And that's what fueled them, that's what kept them going to say, I will die, you know. Yep. Give me liberty or give yep. me death. This is worth it to me. And I think you've got to think about any type of independence. If you're talking about going from being a teenager to being on your own, mm-hmm. there's some struggle in that, yeah. you know, and, and you've got to grow. Same thing is true of financial independence. There is struggle, but I will tell you that like our independence as a nation, it is worth fighting for. What is on the other side, the freedoms that are involved in that are worth it. And I think all change is hard. Whether it's financial, it's making different food choices, whatever battle you're fighting, there's going to be difficulty to change. We're just natural fighters of change yeah and I think you mentioned it the why has to be big enough your why has to be clearly defined and for me it has to be right in front of me I'm the type that I'll put pictures on the wall of things that I'm shooting for goals that I have right and we talked during one of our leadership trainings a while back about our I am statement so one of the things you know we're talking about mind shift you've got to decide that this is just who you're going to be so that your why can be clearly defined before you ever get started well we're going to talk a little bit more about your why and remembering your why and and some steps on how to continue to do that because that's our first bullet point today we've got five of them on, on on basically working on the mind game of this so that you can win in the long game but I think again continuing to set the table here we've been guilty of this we use the word retirement too much I, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's really a great point to start with here is that this is financial independence I think when you're talking about getting your mind right 
there's a real difference in the connotations of those words. I mean, right. re- retirement can be whatever you want it to be, but when you just think about the word, I think a lot of people think about the end, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, the work life is over, and this is, these are the final days and years of my life, and I'm done. But financial independence, on the other hand, really connotates more of doing what you want to do and yeah. when you mm-hmm. want to do it and, and having the means from a retirement income plan's perspective and the assets to be able to do that. And so I think that's a mind shift yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I would agree. I remember an appointment several years ago, very clearly this couple had been friends of mine for a while and they came in to have an appointment and she was a stay-at-home mom and he was working. And so it wasn't really a question of when she was going to retire. Mm-hmm. So I looked at him and I said, so what's your, what's your timeline to retirement? And he grinned real big and just kind of sat there for a moment. And the wife looked at him and looked at me and she said, I'm not so sure that he believes in retirement and, and <laughs> not judge. that not that it doesn't <laughs> exist, but right. that it's not something that's in his plan for the future. Mm-hmm. Now, what he did, however, believe in was financial independence. He believed in the ability that, you know, if he is forced to have to retire to come away from the workforce, then yeah, okay, if he's financially independent, he can do that. But there was not an intent on his part to, on this day, stop working anymore. And I think that brings up an important point that a lot of people probably don't realize, and that is that the studies have told us that many people, the vast majority, retire not when they planned to. Earlier than they planned. Mm -hmm. Because of something they can't control. So that's an important method. I think you've brought a good point of our goal needs to change. It's not just about getting to a destination. It's about being ready for that destination at some point, but also being ready now so that your family's in a good place. So the idea or concept of financial independence really has to become more important than the day-to-day financial decisions. So when Mm -hmm. you think about what you're going to do with your money, where the money's going to go, you're obviously going to have to be on track with a plan to save and invest but then you're also going to have to make decisions to deny yourself some of the things that you may think you want. And we're going to talk about balance later in the broadcast, too, because I think that's important. We're not talking about eating uh, pork and beans for the rest of your life. But if unless you're an exceptionally high income earner, there's going to be some sacrifices that are going to mm-hmm. have to be made here to achieve financial independence. So let's go back now to the remember your why that you guys have already alluded to. I love this concept of asking yourself this five times, right? Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about here? Ask, ask yourself why. Let's say you say, why do I want to be financial independent? Why am I pursuing financial independence? Maybe it's because you just want to save money. If you answer yourself that way, then ask why. Why do you want to save money? So it's kind of this deeper dive into really understanding what it is you want. Which is what we do in the meeting room. When someone answers a question, we're always going to say, okay, why is that important? Why is that important? Because often there's something in the back of their mind that they're maybe not even aware of Mm -hmm. that is truly their driving force. Mm -hmm. For me, honestly, it's about teaching my children better than I knew. Yeah. I want to be intentional to educate them when I'm making financial decisions so that when they're older, they're equipped because I love my family that did a great job teaching me a lot of things, but finances was not part of our conversations. Mm -hmm. And so I I am personally, my deep why in making wise choices financially is my children. I think many times your why comes with a a story of scars, you know, and not all the time, but a lot of times it does. And like for, for me, um, and many people have already heard this story, but um, my husband went from, you know, we, we went from a two-income household to a one-income uh, household basically overnight for health reasons for him. And that was a challenge. But then we also had over six figures of medical debt before mm-hmm. it was all said and done, above, above and beyond what the insurance companies were going to pay. And that'll blow up an emergency fund pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. And and once you have been through that, I mean, we almost lost our house. It's just, you know, know it's it's a nightmare of a story to hear the details but here we are on the other side of it mm-hmm. and and we won't go through that again ever mm-hmm. and and to to have experienced something like that is a is a great motivator kind of on the negative side but a great motivator nonetheless but also on the positive side um, having seen my parents make you know 
sacrifice after sacrifice over the years and then get to where they did in retirement and to be able to do the things that they've done and enjoy the things that they've done. And then, and then, like you said, Teresa, to be able to help the next generation, to be able to teach them the things that they need to know in order to, to be financially independent themselves at an, at a much earlier age. My daughter's already got a, an IRA. She started it when she was 14 mm-hmm. and you know, I, I didn't have investments until I was well into my twenties. And so she's starting, you know, over a decade earlier than I did because that is part of the focus of financial independence for our family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think about that. When you start early, the mind game is not going to be as hard because you're used to it, right? You've been doing it for 10 years. By the time you're in your 30s, pretty wild stuff there. I want to go back to what you said about the client meeting room and Mm -hmm. that that's part of what we do to help Mm -hmm. you deep dive through the whys. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point because... I still we still get people I think in our in our client meeting room that have assumptions or expectations of how things are going to go, yeah. and, and and I would say that those are almost exclusively about they're going to pitch me some investment right yes. we're going to talk about investments and they're going to we pitch got the me next hot thing next hot thing <laughs> and and I think that's part of the process too in that first appointment for us is to get you to thinking the way you should be thinking like we're talking about today. Yes. And retirement is a destination, but that financial independence at an earlier age means I get to take my kids on trips, which my family couldn't do as much because we didn't have the freedom to do it when I was growing up. But I've gotten to take my kids to go do things and have experiences because of the choices we make day to day. Right. And I think that's equally as important as planning for retirement. So we talked about remembering your why. I think that's the the first thing on to as we talk about getting on fire to find financial independence. And then once you've made that commitment, how do you keep the commitment going through those decisions uh, and and the spending decisions? We talked a little bit about that too, as far as the savings goes. You've got to keep on track towards your savings and investments, and not mm-hmm. uh, get sidetracked by buying some things that. Uh, you don't need or, or you might not even want after you think you want it and then you make the purchase and have buyer's remorse. We've got four more of these and we don't really have a lot of time to get into the second one, but we can kind of broad stroke them and uh, we've got a couple of minutes left until we've got to take a break. But you think about don't try to do too much at once. That's our mm-hmm. next bullet point. And I'm going to set this up just talking a little bit about multitasking because I was so thankful <laughs> to see Abby Shrewsbury who does all our research and puts our content plan together to put this bullet point in front of me, multitasking is a myth. Yeah. Dum, wow. dum, dum. Think about that. <laughs> All you multitaskers out there, of which I am not one, nor have I ever claimed to be one. I'm so satisfied by that, to read that. <laughs> you just feel vindicated yes. that it's not a thing. So you're not failing. It yeah. just doesn't exist. That's right. The point, <laughs> And the reason is, it says the human brain cannot perform two tasks that require high-level brain function mm-hmm. at once. So when you think you're multitasking, you're actually bouncing from yes. one yeah. task to another. Exactly. You're just rebounding between multiple tasks, yeah. which means you're not giving any of them your true focus. And I am definitely someone who tries to do this unintentionally. <laughs> I am ADD. So um, I'm constantly bouncing around between ideas. But really what ends up happening when you have too many irons in the fire is that you're not really giving any of yeah. them your full attention. So when we're talking about your goals, it's important to prioritize those goals and focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. But that's very much like, you know, if you think about the debt snowball that we've recommended, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. not something where you throw $5 extra at this one and $10 extra at that one and whatever your total might be. And it's just spread out all over the place. You go, okay, which one am Mm -hmm. I going to focus on until it's done and Mm -hmm. put all of the excess on that one thing? And if you're thinking about your your goals, Teresa, you you talked about having, you know, a a board where you've got Mm -hmm. pictures of things like that. Um, We've done that type of thing. But if you if you go in my office, you'll see a hodgepodge of Legos that have been built into a little bitty house I built that with some leftover Legos uh, when I was in seventh grade and Mm -hmm. I put it in the window in the bedroom and it was there to remind me that I wanted to be a homeowner early I bought a house less than a year out of college so Mm -hmm. did that but it was something I just focused on now it's in the office to remind me that I want to pay the house off way earlier than the mortgage company is expecting Mm -hmm. we're not there yet we got kids about to go to college but it is something I focus on daily Mm -hmm. so it's it avoids your distraction to other things. Yeah, it you does. see it right there. It does. Because well, we, we all are squirrels. I mean, quite frankly, yeah. right? we get distracted by the shiny things in yeah, life. Right. And so having that uh, in front of you keeps you from being distracted and keeps your why 
on track as right. well. We'll talk a little bit more about multitasking and how that applies to your finances next. Talking about the mental game, how to, after you've committed to a goal of financial independence or saving for your kid's college or paying off your house, whatever the financial goal is, and you've decided, yes, I want to do that, how to keep the mental game in check so that you can still achieve that because it is easy to get sidetracked, as we talked about in the last segment. Remembering your why, asking yourself the five whys. Why do you want to do this? And when you answer yourself, well, why do you want to do that? And get to the deeper meanings uh, keeps you in a good mental health towards your goals. And then we just started talking a little bit about uh, multitasking and how that's a myth. And we're going to dive a little deeper into that as well. But I do want to mention this fits so well with our theme today, too. We've got a great offer for you that is absolutely free, and it's easy to get. We've talked about this on the show before. But feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. And we have 10 ways to shift your perspective on financial planning. We know that financial planning can really be something that does is off-putting to somebody, right? I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to do that. That's going to take time. It's going to be hard. Ten ways to shift that perspective, if that's you. It's called What's the Plan? A Manifesto for Your Life, Your Worth, and What Happens Next. Here's how to get it. Just visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan. That's GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan. Or even a simpler way, if you've got your cell phone handy, just text the word plan to where's my where's my number because it's not on my sheet three eight one five two two eight there it is all you need to do is text the word plan to five zero one three eight one five two two eight thank you janet you're welcome i'm pretty sure that's the second time that that's happened that's okay were you trying to multitask Is that what you were doing? Maybe that's what I was trying to do. (laughs) Great segue. It doesn't work. (laughs) We talked in the last segment that multitasking is a myth. And I love seeing that because I've never considered myself a multitasker. But the the research says the human brain cannot perform two tasks that require high-level brain function at once. So if you think you're multitasking, you're actually bouncing. Mm -hmm. And as you relate that, bouncing from one task to another, to how that applies to your your uh, path towards financial independence or whatever your financial goal is, bouncing can really be lethal. Well, when you think about different people's journeys, you know, I've with fitness is something I always lean back to because I think a lot of yeah. us can relate to this. I tried this thing and it doesn't work after two days. So I switched to this thing and it doesn't work. So after two days, I switched to the next one. Whereas if I have a unified purpose and one goal in mind and I have a a path laid out for me, I'm more likely to go there, especially if I have accountability. And that's where I feel like the planning process, no matter what stage or what section of financial independence you're working on, is helpful because that advisor is going to help you identify what goal needs to be your priority and give you steps to take one at a time. You talked a minute ago about debt elimination and Mm -hmm. we call this the shotgun approach where you're paying a little extra towards everything because you want to make progress on all of them. But what you actually do is you dampen your progress on your overall financial independence. But you wouldn't know that if you hadn't had somebody teach you and where else would you learn it? It's not something you're going to be taught elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So having somebody in your life to help you prioritize those goals and give you step-by-step instructions that then you can come back to and say, okay, I'm done with step A. Now what? Well, I think it's important to realize, you know, when we talk about multitasking, there are a lot of different directions that your money needs mm-hmm. to go all from the same paycheck. We, I, I want to be sure that we're clear. We understand that your money has to have multiple purposes at this point. But if you think about, let's, let's look at the excess. And, and I know some of you are going, there ain't what no excess? kind of excess in my <laughs> paycheck. I bet there is if you really sit down and plan for it and become intentional about it. Mm-hmm. So with that, now what's your focus? Mm-hmm. And is it, you know, getting a kid into college? Is it uh, helping yourself be more prepared for retirement? Is it paying down debt? What is the focal point of that excess that you don't have to have just to, you know, get by for the next pay period? Mm-hmm. Let me share a client story, too, here, which I think fits into this multitasking thought or this bouncing from goal to goal or what our minds can potentially think about. Uh, I have a client who uh, he left the job about a year and a half ago, uh, rolled over his 401k to us, and we are managing that. So the majority of his wealth is here. He started a new job. He's been doing that for about a year and a half. And I asked him the other day uh, how much he's contributing to his 
new 401k, mm-hmm. his new employer, and he said he wasn't contributing very much because he didn't think he'd be there very long. Okay, and I get that, right? He's free he's, money. He's not very happy, uh, you know, where he is, and he's thinking he might bounce again. So his mm-hmm. mind is focused on, well, I'm going to change jobs soon, so I probably won't be vested mm-hmm. in the employer match. Maybe not, but it's not costing you. You know, my thought, right. my response to him was, it's not costing you anything to put your own money in there, which you will be completely vested in. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't invested in the employer match. It didn't okay. cost anything to get it there. Right, right. You didn't lose the ground on your own right. part of it, at least. Exactly. So again, it was a mind shift that he was not thinking about retirement or financial independence, which is what we're there to do for him and to, mm-hmm. and to help him. But he was thinking about the next year and a half, the next yeah. two years, right? Yeah. And I think that's often the case, no matter how you lay that out, people are focused on the next six months or the next nine months rather than the next 20 years. Yes. And there was a, a quote I read once, and it said that, basically discipline is just choosing what you want most rather than what you want now and I think that Mm -hmm. that is why the why is so important and why having a focus that is attainable that feels tangible is really important because otherwise you just give up I, I think it's also important sometimes to take a moment and look at what you have accomplished mm. so far yes. and not just what's in front of you. Uh, this is one of the benefits that I enjoy from putting all of our stuff on Excel. Um, you know, we've got the normal just cash flow that happens every month for, for food and clothing and transportation and all of that. But then the above and beyond things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really nice every once in a while to look back and go, okay, we paid for that trip to wherever, you know, to Mm -hmm. Hawaii that we took. We paid for that out of just consistent savings. That's done. That was this amount of money. That was significant. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the discipline to do that. So if you take a moment to look back and celebrate, whether you, you know, actually do anything for the celebration, but at least cognitively celebrate what you have accomplished, I think that's also very motivating to go, okay, we can take the next steps as well mm-hmm. helps it be tangible so yeah you can say, okay i've done this i can do this again it, absolutely mm-hmm. that's moved to, moving us into our third point reward yourself along the way celebrate those good times i do think the reverse is true too on that when you think about looking back and seeing your progress mm-hmm. I do want to make the point that if you're very early in your journey progress can seem slow yeah i, I think that's mm-hmm. something that can really derail people from a mental perspective too is hey i've got my emergency fund just where i want it and then you have an emergency, right? You have to take some of that out and it can be discouraging. Or Mm -hmm. I started saving in the stock market and the market goes down 20% and now I have less than what I've actually put in, right? Right. So it can be discouraging as well. You have to remember, it's all coming back for me to this idea that it's the long game. You have Mm -hmm. to consider the long game and have some trust in that along the way. So progress can seem slow when you're starting out, but when you've been doing it a while, absolutely you can look back and see those milestones that you've hit uh, when you don't feel like you're you're making progress and then create an opportunity to celebrate uh, those good times. So one of the ways you can celebrate, just to toss out some ideas here, if you've been paying down debt and let's say that there's something you've been paying $100 on per month and you got it paid off in June, in July take that $100 and do whatever you want mm-hmm. to do with it. It does not matter. Go out to eat, buy some clothes. Do, it, it doesn't matter. Take your pick. You've worked hard to get to that point. And then in August, take that $100 and add it on to the next priority, mm-hmm. whatever take that may be. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. good to acknowledge that and celebrate a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think it definitely needs to be something that doesn't derail your goals right but right. absolutely taking a breath in and celebrating for a moment and then hitting the ground running again is, yeah. is super helpful i think i think about when i try to have some consistency in my diet right and, and i'm mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily not talk about this right now Scott. yeah i'm gonna put you on the spot right here aren't i yo I, and i'm not trying to lose weight but i'm certainly trying not to gain any right so i'm at that stage i get it so you're, you're working through Staying on track, just like you mm-hmm. would be towards some financial goals. Well, I get, I let myself break on the weekends. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my idea is, is I, I cut out just sweets and sugary drinks. So no dessert, sugary drinks during the week. Try to eat a bunch of salads during the week. But I can't keep that up for 
yeah. seven days a week, right? Or I can. Maybe some people can. <laughs> I, and I like salads, but I like everything else too. Mm-hmm. So I give myself a break on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that I operate to keep my mind engaged on. There's always something down the road that I'm going to get a break on mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy that break. So I think that feeds in on the financial side as but well. But you got to know yourself because yeah. I could not do that because what I would do is eat all of the things for two days straight. <laughs> you catch <laughs> up, shoveling it in with both hands. <laughs> I, yes, I just have to take it a balanced approach all around. I'm the type that I couldn't even probably take the month off, honestly, yeah. on that because mm-hmm. I, if I lose the momentum going back to me being ADD and knowing myself, if I lose that momentum, then I'm going to struggle to get back on track personally. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things. If you, if you find that, you know, for instance, I don't think credit cards are the devil. I think that they have a place if you can manage them, but if you yeah. know you can't, yeah. if you've yeah. proven to yourself you can't <laughs> get rid of them, yeah. stop using them. Just don't, you know, it, know yourself. It's, it's definitely a to thine own self be true deal. Yes. You know, you, d- you do have to know who you are. And frankly, if you're starting out, you know, and adulting for the first time in life, you may not know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. So just be aware and pay attention. And get some education. Yeah. You know, the, the younger you start educating yourself, the better. And we've got some great tools for that, and we'd love to help you with that. But I will tell you that getting an education is critical. When I joined this team, I was a bookkeeper and had been for 20 years. But there were so many things about finance I didn't even know and it killed me at first, but I was so thankful to be part of this team yeah. because you guys just poured into me and you taught me these things so I could get moving at that point. And I was 35. So no matter what age you are, you're not too young to start today. You know, you can celebrate these milestones, though, without like using the hundred dollars. Yes. There have been uh, like I know people who've done the paper chains that we used mm-hmm. to do in grade school. You know, you loop pieces of paper together and when you pay off a certain amount, you cut that loop. And then when it, when it's all done, so you're mm-hmm. at the end of that journey, then you celebrate, mm-hmm. but not before. Just again, figure out what works for you, but acknowledge it in some way. It doesn't have to be a monetary acknowledgement, but mm-hmm. somehow acknowledge that progress. That's why Dave Ramsey does the debt free scream. Right? Yes. yes, that's that's a really it emotional is. way to, to, to celebrate uh, a big achievement. I think, it too, when you talk about education, I would circle back to that. And so much of what we talk about is always going to come back to uh, sitting down with a financial advisor. We provide that education, too. But I also think sometimes when we're in the client meeting room, the client may even know what we are saying to them, mm-hmm. but they have not heard it said in the way that we say it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a different perspective of going, have you ever thought of this? No, I never really thought about it like that. And I think mm-hmm. that can be valuable too. A lot of a, a mind uh, uh, development or mind um, shift. shift, that's the word I'm trying to think of, mind shift that can happen in that uh, first appointment with a Gen Wealth adfa- financial advisor as well. We've got one more uh, to talk about, uh, avoiding emotional moves. That's next. Halfway home on today's program, and we're talking about after you've got the fire for financial independence, you've made the commitment to do it, or whatever your financial goal may be, how do you stay on track? And it's about that mind game, the mental shift that needs to happen along the way. We've given a couple of those um, tips today. We're going to talk about emotional moves because that is certainly something that can derail your uh, journey towards financial independence or other financial goals. But I do want to take a minute to, again, let you know about the free offer, the free download that we have available. Feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. We have a great opportunity to get 10 ways to shift your perspective on financial planning. It's called What's the Plan? A Manifesto for Your Life, Your Worth, and What Happens Next. And here's how to get it. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash plan or just text the word plan. That's the easy way to do it to 501 381-5228. You can do that right now if you've got your cell phone and you're watching or listening to our broadcast today. 501-381-5228. Text the word PLAN to get a free download on 10 ways to shift your perspective on financial planning called What's the Plan? And we've talked a lot uh, so far in the program, too, about sitting down with a Genwell financial advisor. want to reiterate that that is easy to do and it is complimentary. That first appointment costs you nothing to do. It is a conversation. I think that we have talked enough about that today to let you know that, that it's not about investments. It's not going to be a sales pitch. It is about you and getting to know your why and what you're trying to accomplish and see if we can be a fit for you in helping you achieve those financial goals. If you want to sit down with an advisor, you can call 501 501- 
653-7355. We also have an 800 number. It's 866-653-PLAN. So you can call anywhere you're watching today, 866-653-7526. And there's an advisor near you. We have offices all over the state of Arkansas in West Little Rock, Conway, Bryant, El Dorado, Hot Springs. We're in northwest Louisiana, and we're in central Tennessee now, Brentwood, Tennessee specifically, in the Nashville area. So there's an advisor Mm -hmm. near you to help out. Again, I can't reiterate enough. It costs you nothing to come in and have that first conversation. So why not do it? We'll ask you to maybe uh, gather some documents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not over, overwhelming. If the list is big. You don't have to get all of them together, but the more mm-hmm. you can get together, the better uh, for the sometimes planning there's, process. there's things on those documents that we'll notice that you may not have thought to ask. Yep. So that's why right. we ask for those. It's purely so that we can make the best out of your time as possible because if we can't get all the information then it's going to be really hard for us to diagnose whether you even need to engage with our team further or not so that's why we ask for that i think that's important for people to understand and our goal is not to sell you an investment is (laughs) is for you to achieve your goals whatever those goals may be so we're going to talk about the other point here on trying to make sure that your mental game is in check once you've committed to a goal of either financial independence or paying off debt, whatever your goals are. You've got to avoid emotional moves. And this one is certainly uh, potentially deadly in the investment side of things, yeah. and it goes both ways, I think. You can get mm-hmm. really giddy yeah. about chasing opportunities and hearing about the, the latest stock tip, whether it's uh, – Bitcoin or GameStop or whatever is out there. And that's all, of course, been there this year. And you can say, hey, I've got to get in on that opportunity and potentially take way more risk than you need to to achieve your goals. And it can go the other way as well at the beginning of the pandemic and things start going south and the market's down 30%. You can start to really have the tendency to want to pull out Mm -hmm. your money from the market and take risk off the table, which is, of course, a a bad thing to do, too. And that happens. That that has happened. We've sat with clients before they came to us that they did do that because Mm -hmm. they were nearing retirement, right? They were nearing the time where they didn't think they had time to make it back up. And one of the things, one of the conversations I had recently with someone who was thinking like that was, don't think of retirement as the end. We've already said that here today. It is the beginning of something else. So a portion of your assets can still be invested for the long term in the mm-hmm. market because you're not going to be using them for uh, several, several years. So I think that's a good mind shift point there is retirement's mm-hmm. not the end. I think a lot of people get stuck on the, the total number of mm-hmm. assets they have and not the day-to-day income needs that they have. And that's one of those big differences between us and others from what I understand is that we see that retirement yeah. problem not as an asset issue, but an income issue. And I think in general, probably most of my poor decisions in my life could be linked to an emotional decision, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I were being honest with yeah. you out there. That's that's true for probably most people. And, and Scott, you talked about you know people going to cash when things got scary, and many of them still being there. I met with somebody recently who now thirteen years later is still in cash mm-hmm. from two thousand eight. Wow. And you think to. about all of the all time highs that they've missed, and that's one of the phrases that makes people nervous when mm-hmm. they hear all time high. They're thinking, well, if we're at an all time high, then we got to be going down. And yeah. I'll tell you a funny little story about my grandfather, and this may help you remember this and maybe think differently of it going forward but uh, anytime you would play a game with my grandfather battleship rook you name it whatever the game was sometime during the game he'd look at you and say now honey you know what's gonna happen the winner of this game at the end of it the winner is gonna be the all-time champion (laughs) (laughs) but here's the deal you'd be the all-time champion and then there'd be another Mm -hmm. game yeah. And then there'd be a new all-time champion, yeah. okay? I want you to think of the all-time high like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Even if we have a downturn, that's okay. There will be another all-time high mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And if if everything that you're depending on for retirement is in there and it all goes down, Houston, we have a problem. But that's not how it's supposed to be done. That's not how we do it. If mm-hmm. you segment those assets so that you have the ones that you're going to need in the first 10 to 15 years of retirement and you don't need the longer-term money until you know a decade and a half, then 2008 doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that we 
you know, haven't maybe had a new all-time high in yeah. recent history, it, it'll be okay. There will mm-hmm. be another one in the future. And I think what drives that going to cash is the fear of losing yep. your principal. But what people don't realize is every day that inflation happens, you're losing your buying power. That's so you're right. trading one you know, risk for another. There's yeah. always a trade-off. You're right. I think when people are a little fearful of the all-time high, they're again kind of like my client who was focusing on the next year and a half of his work life rather yeah. than the next 20 years. They're looking at today, the snapshot. Mm-hmm. Of, yep. We just hit an all-time high. We are at a high. But if you have the perspective, you know, I always think about the the market since 1950, right? Where was it? I think people could easily get their mind around, we're a lot higher over the last 50 or 60 or 70 years, right? Yeah. Well, we had to hit a few all-time highs along the way. And I mean, some low points. And, and then we had to hit <laughs> yeah. another all-time high. Along. So, I mean, we, there were actually 26 all-time highs in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't That's understand crazy. why they're allowed to call it an all-time. Why not just say new high? Yeah. Why do we have better. to make it feel like it's finite? Well, oh, but but people, people are choosing that emotion. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're not making you feel that. People are choosing oh my gosh, it's an all-time high. That's, you know, scary. Think if you applied that to other things. Like, I got a pay raise. That's my all-time pay. No, I hope not. You know, like, (laughs) but we apply it to this one sector of things. And it's just, I hate that they use these types of words because to me it's Mm -hmm. fear-mongering in many ways. The other way I think emotions can kind of grab a hold of you is your family past, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have anybody who has become financially independent at a, at, on their own terms, right? And and just kind of worked until they died or worked until they couldn't uh, because of their health work anymore. It can be really easy to not have that template laid out there for you and to have a defeatist attitude over it. And mm-hmm. maybe try and think about how that affects you if you get the fire for financial independence, as we talked about earlier in the broadcast, as this is what we're talking about from the point of committing, say, I'm going to do this, and then something not go the way you expect it to, mm-hmm. that that can really play with your, your mental game as well. Yeah, I think if you can't see it as attainable, then the, the why is not going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that you can mm-hmm. attain the goal first, and it may be that you don't feel like you can. What harm is there in getting a second opinion from an advisor who deals with this day to day? You know, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm just not good at money. I'm just not good with money. Okay, let's change that thought process a little bit. Have you spent the last 10 years learning how money acts? Have you gotten an education and a a certification? Then chances are you've probably not been given the opportunity to be good at money. You can't control where you were, but you can control where you go. And just like me, I always use the car analogy because I am horrible at vehicle maintenance, (laughs) but I feel no shame in hiring somebody to help me with my vehicle maintenance because that is not where I want to put my focus or where I'm gifted. But I do find that there's sometimes a bit of a block when it comes to finances for people where they'll just say, well, I'm just not good at it. So, you know, I'm just, I'm stuck. No, you're not. You can get help and have somebody work with you towards your goals instead of trying to do it alone and feeling like you said, defeated by it. I mean, it's kind of, there's a parallel. We were talking about dieting and exercise Mm -hmm. and all of that earlier. If you're not good at that, many people get a personal trainer. Well, the same is true for finance. That's what a financial advisor should be, is a personal trainer for you financially, Mm -hmm. just to coach you through, here are the things that are coming up, here's where you are, here's how we get from where you are to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And then give you accountability, because the reality is we all need that. Uh, I don't know very many people who do not do better with just a little accountability in their lives. Absolutely. The other thing too, as we, as we shift into what's going to become our final segment, we've got a couple of minutes left in this one. It really comes back to the other advantage here to avoid the emotions, to, uh, to remember your why it's the written plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. But think about how beneficial it is to have things on paper on purpose. You know, Janet, you talked about the Legos in, in your office, but the three ring binder can be the same thing, right? Oh, You've yeah. got that out. When you forget, when you become wary, when your emotions take over, when you want to quit, you open that thing back up and you go, oh yeah, this is why we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we're, mm-hmm. we're right. 50 years old now and here's where we're going to be at 60. And oh, we're going to retire at 65. And we're going to get this kind of income. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you on track. I think that would be very helpful as well. And I think it helps people to know we don't use pie in the sky numbers. We're not telling right. you we're going to get you 12% every year during this planning process because what we want to do is reach our goals. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use realistic numbers that we feel like are reasonable yeah. to get and often we beat. Yes. Well, and, and I think even looking for the, the pitfalls that maybe you haven't mm-hmm. thought about. You yeah. know, so much of what we've talked about today has focused on the investment side and 
and whether you'll have the assets and therefore the income for you to be able to make it through retirement comfortably. But what if something derails you, you know, Mm -hmm. long-term care needs, that type of thing. You've got to be intentional about planning for the what if scenarios because Mm -hmm. they happen they happen all too often if they happen to you will you still be on track and that goes into part of the planning process as well and if you're a pre-retiree do you have the insurance in place that if something happens to one of you the other would be okay and still get to retire yeah and when we talk about the what ifs i'm pretty fond of saying in the client meeting room too when we build that plan that that's that's the first run that's the rough draft this thing is gonna likely change because Mm -hmm. life happens and that's important to remember as well so we're going to talk about that planning process a little bit more that is our final bullet point on ways to keep your mental game engaged after you've made the commitment after you've caught fire and want financial independence how to stay on track Our final break, and the Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. Feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. And we've got 10 ways to shift your perspective on financial planning. It is called What's the Plan? A manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. And it is easy to get it. You can go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash plan, and get it there. Or just text the word plan To get your free copy, the number is 501-381-5228. One more time for you, 501-381-5228. Text the word PLAN to that number and get the free download of What's the Plan? A Manifesto for Your Life, Your Worth, and What Happens Next. We've been talking today about some uh, tips to keep your mental game on track. Once you've made that commitment, you've talked about your dreams you've set some dreams down of financial independence or whatever financial goal it is most of the time that's what we're talking about and then you lose that fire you burn out it's hard along the way what do you do well you remember your why we talked about that don't try to do too much at once remember the multitasking it's a myth i'm going to remember that for the rest of my life (laughs) reward yourself along the way celebrate the wins we talked Mm -hmm. about and avoid emotional decisions particularly when it comes to investing on either side of that whether it's caused by fear if fear is the emotion and and that causes you to get out of the market or if over exuberance or giddiness causes you to take too much risk Mm -hmm. those things can really be detrimental our final point is get a plan and we've talked about that all the way through we've weaved that in but it is so important to have a written financial plan we talk about this every show that so many people don't i've seen different mm-hmm. statistics it varies but it's usually under 20 percent. so mm-hmm. it's always less than one in five yeah. of, of americans and many of those four or five who don't i'm sure think they have financial goals right they, mm-hmm. they're probably not wandering in the wilderness they think hey this is what i'm going to do but they don't put it on paper on purpose and have a written plan you know one of the things i've realized recently um, because of having a a new advisor in our meeting rooms with us. Um, Troy's been working with me for for many years and he thinks the same way I do at this point because he's he's been around so many appointments with me. But uh, Ginger who used to be on our marketing team has transitioned to be an advisor and she'll come out of an appointment periodically with some insight that just kind of flies past us because we've seen some of these things so much and one of the things that she has repeatedly observed is seeing so many people with they've accumulated assets but there's you know significant six figures maybe sitting in the bank and her comment has been what if they had met with somebody 10 years ago Mm -hmm. like I mean I think they're going to be okay but how much more could that have grown? They just did that because they didn't know what else to do. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have a coach. And so you may even feel like you're doing okay. You know, you got a stack of cash sitting there mm-hmm. and and you're not in bad shape. And I get that. You're right. But where could you be? And, and if you're going to be a good steward of what has been provided to you, a way to honor that is to work with a professional and get a plan that, that is personalized for you. Yeah, and that accumulation process is, it's pretty basic. Just keep adding money. Now, are there ways to accelerate it by engaging with an advisor? Absolutely. But if you just keep putting money in, it's going to eventually grow, most likely. But then what? Mm -hmm. Most people know how to save better than they know how to decumulate, how to create an income plan. That's, That's much more complex, and there are a ton of little 
factors that need to go into that decision. So having a plan that addresses those, I mean, how many times have you been in an appointment and you ask someone a question and then they, they look at you like, oh, I've, I've never even yep. thought of that. Yep. The effects of an estate plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, how how would that progression go past you? What happens if one of you passes away before the other? There are a lot of blind spots because you're just not in this every day that you may not be aware of or thinking of the impact of distributions on your Medicare premiums that we can help you understand and educate you on so that you're prepared for it when you get to them. And I think you guys would agree that in the financial services industry, for the most part, this is still non-existent. Oh, the, yeah. The retirement income plan is really a unicorn among, it is. among many financial advisors. We sit down with clients all the time who have financial advisors and they're talking to them about investments and they may think they are talking to them about retirement income, but it is mm-hmm. usually a diversified portfolio with some sort of arbitrary percentage pulled yes, out on yeah. an annual basis. And that's it. We're talking about a dynamic retirement income plan that shows you monthly what you are going to receive and has inflation adjusted raises built in because that's a big mm-hmm. risk. You've got to be able to have your income grow in retirement and it is perpetual. It shows you the longevity risk is tackled by different reasons inside of that plan or different ways that those things are planned for. You know, I, I've been been in the industry 20 years now and I have yet to see um, a financial plan from another competitor, not not one. And I'm not going to say that they're not out there. Right. I, I'm, I know that there are people who do them, mm-hmm. but you know, we're also very engaged in the financial advisor community, if you will. Mm-hmm. And most of the people we talk to, they're not doing them, nor do they really see the need for it. Mm. And, and it, it amazes me that this far into our careers that we, we are still the unicorn, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else is doing that. And we are very unique in that approach. And, and our clients hang on to that plan. Like it, mm-hmm. it is it's oxygen. It, it is. Yeah. It's a big mm-hmm. deal for them to understand this is unique to me. And let's go mm-hmm. back and read this paragraph. And what did they say about this topic? And it's in there for you. And then when life does happen, because it's going to, mm-hmm. we cooperate with them to help them adjust the plan for oh, yeah. that. I've done multiple adjustments to plans for clients that were already with Gen Wealth previously. Right. And to be completely frank, what you guys are talking about is exactly why I did the RICP certification process mm-hmm. because I became an advisor at Gen Wealth. Everything I know, I've learned from John and Janet. So I wanted to make sure, just because of who I am, that what I was believing in and what I, you know, the, the Kool Aid I drink <laughs> was the right Kool Aid. And so I took the time to do a certification course through the American College that focuses purely on retirement income strategies. Yep. And it was so validating to sit and hear people who have nothing to do with us, who are considered the leaders in our industry, talk about the things we do as the gold standard. And it, it meant so much to me to experience that so that I could be even more convicted in that. You didn't learn anything from me, I noticed. Oh. That's that's, that's you were too busy being yeah. the Scott Inman. Everything I learned was from John and Janet. Scott didn't help at all. I did have you know three full years of sitting in appointments with John before I ever worked I know. with clients. So I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just using I'm the sorry. opportunity. I learned a lot from Scott and Tim and Troy. And <laughs> Don't start naming okay. names. Thank you. It's too late trouble. <laughs> So with the retirement income plan process, we we're talking about the ready-to-retire process, quite frankly. The, the, mm-hmm. the, if you're in a five- to ten-year window pre-retirement, and you're walking into that retirement red zone that we talk about, that is the plan. That's what the plan is going to look like for you. But we are we are built to offer services no matter where you are mm-hmm. uh, in your journey. So I do want to take a minute before we run out of time to talk about the other options. If you're just getting started, and we've addressed folks in this show, I think, if you're just getting started, we've given you some tips as well. But mm-hmm. there is the MoneyWorks option for you, which is brand new yes. uh, at Gen Wealth. It's been unveiled and, un- and rolled out just within the last month or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about what that is. So we've got the MoneyWorks program, which is kind of pairing the benefits of technology with having the accountability of an advisor. We've got a software kind of format that allows you to have a personalized plan of educating yourself and setting your goals with also having an advisor involved in that process. You know, there are a lot of tools out there that you can go to and you can learn about a specific topic, but there's not one out there that is tailored to you. But this one does that. And if you want to learn more, you can go to mymoney.works. 
Also, if you just kind of want to dip your toe in that education, we just started a podcast called the Talking Sense Podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Talking Sense Podcast. And we're covering topics that are for that accumulator stage of life. Those younger people who are just getting started and trying to educate themselves on things like how much house can I afford or how to manage debt and those different topics that are unique to that younger generation. And and I love it because it's a big part of my passion. And then the other process we have, or, or program, I should mm-hmm. say, that we have, we've got MoneyWorks for what we would call people starting out, trying to uh, get back on track if maybe they have gotten derailed. There's also the Money Guide program. This program designed specifically for those who are in the middle mm-hmm. of their financial journey, and they need a coach to guide them as they balance family and finance. You can visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash Money Guide or text the word Money Guide to that same number, 501-381-5228 to learn more about that. So three programs, three areas of service, no matter where you are in your financial journey. I blew right through <laughs> that final bell, so we may have to hustle here. Janet, you've got final thoughts. I would say remember your why and mm-hmm. let your why motivate you to get a personalized financial plan on paper on purpose. And check your, check your head, check your mind, check your thoughts and emotions, and make sure that when you're making decisions, that it's what you really want, not just what you want right now. Yeah. Boy, that was too quick. Those were very <laughs> fast. You, you, you gave us a task. You yes. told us to be quick. We let did me, it. Let me piggyback on Janet's uh, the thought. final thought. Your final the remember thought. Remember the wine. That'll work. And, yeah. Words are not coming today. <laughs> if you want to begin the process of putting that written plan together, you can call toll-free 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526 to begin the process. And again, we talked about multiple times during today's show that first appointment is completely Mm -hmm. complimentary. And then don't forget, we've also mentioned this, feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. We have an opportunity to get 10 ways to shift your perspective on financial planning. It is called What's the Plan? A manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. And that is easy to get to. Go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash plan, or text the word plan to download your free copy. The number to text to, again, is 501-381-5228. Again, 501-381-5228. Well, we hope we've given you some good insight on keeping the mental part of staying on track for your financial goals today. And we thank you for watching and listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.